Fly Nerd Group was recorded live at Mess in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA. Hey, yo, we are back. Yes, sir. For the year in review yes, plus ladies. Star Wars, we're gonna we're gonna get into every everyone's favorite thing that took place in a galaxy far away a long time ago, but yet they had spaceships. How you doing, man? I'm good. Fly Nerd Group is back. We are back. We are back. We're this back, is baby. the last episode of the season. Yes, this is the final episode of the season. Here we are. We made it. We made it through. We powered through. Thank everyone for sticking with us. Everybody out there. I'm Kaz G. I'm here with. Gucci Soul Star. And I'm also here with Scott Free. Yes, sir. Uh, what we, it is. It's good to see you, brothers. Uh, we did it. We <laughs> good did to be it. back. We did it in, yeah. a, in, a, in a new order. Word. Right, yeah. <laughs> we well, did it in a new know, order. Yeah, I know. love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, check it. Um, how you guys been, man? I've been good. Crazy times, man, but generally good. Word. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I've been good. No. And you? I've been dope. You got things going on. I do a lot of dope shit. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got this vinyl out, guys. <laughs> Nacrobats, yeah. A in the Square. Shout out to Culture Power 45, Pugs Adams in Taiwan, Davis. They actually came up with the idea of putting out a lot of old material from the 90s to 2000 on vinyl. That's dope. And this is the first time that uh, this material ever been on vinyl. So uh, it's been dope, man. You know what I mean? Dope artwork. You know, dope, dope packaging dope dope everything's been put together and uh got some more stuff coming in soon so check it out all right so i gotta say what up? i was previously unfamiliar with the knackerbats i mm-hmm. knew them by name by reputation mm-hmm. i've been recording fly nerd group with you for this entire season that's right did a little bit of research found a little bit of stuff yeah, online yeah. but not <laughs> all that much but when i saw that the knackerbats Reissue was coming out. Yeah. I did the pre-order. Nice. It Thank you. was delivered much more quickly than I expected. Was Thank delighted you. when it arrived in the mail. I get the record, bust it open, and am just delighted at the amount of swag that comes with it. <laughs> the stickers, the uh, literature, yeah. the A in the square button. Yeah, Love Supreme is the book that's actually uh, published that give you some back history of Chicago hip-hop and us in general. Right. And the artwork is also amazing. Thanks. Props to the designer there. Pucks. Nice. And so I got I put, some photography shots in there, you know what I mean? You know, we all work it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I put the record on, not 100% sure what to expect, and am just blown away. Like, this album is fully fucking dope. Thanks, man. Yeah, and especially that... Uh, uh, Riff Napalm and, and Cosmo, Cosmo Galactus, Galactus yeah. opens strong. Century 21, first song you hear is me. Opens <laughs> strong. Listen to the album all the way through and more and more blown away as it comes and immediately put it back on, start it over again and listen nice. to the whole thing back to back. This Thanks. album is great. Thanks, man. Chicago homegrown hip hop. Yep. Uh, if you have not yet heard it, you should. If you haven't yet bought it, do so. And then just a few days later, I'm driving around listening to WNUR as I am want to do. And what comes on but 
Riff Napalm and Cosmo Galactus playing on the, <laughs> on radio. the radio. So it's getting traction yeah. already, and that is a beautiful thing, man. It's vinyl, man. I so am psyched of, for you. Thanks, man. A lot of old DJs, you know, finally get their hands on some vinyl, and they could just play it whenever they want to now. So, yeah, that's the goal, man. Is, uh, yeah, we're not stuck with the tapes anymore. Nah, no more tapes. <laughs> no more. We are not stuck. <laughs> actually, with, vinyl. The, tape, the tapes are dope, though. Tapes are dope, but I mean, where are you going to play it on? Uh, yeah, my tape player. Your tape deck, because I still got one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a dual tape deck, so if anybody Ooh. needs me to make some make dupes dope. for you, Crazy. I got it. Word. Can we still record? <laughs> yeah, can we tape sit, over the? Uh, can, can we sit on your front porch <laughs> with, with some forties? <laughs> And, yes. listen, and, and listen to like <laughs> Booming System by LL Cool J. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you can. Okay. Nice. <laughs> All right. I'll take um, you up on that. So, Nacrobats, though, um, more coming? Yes, more is coming. I have uh, some more music coming on, coming up next year with my guys. And um, we're talking about doing a volume two of this. Ooh. And. Um, Sign me up. Very Possibly exciting. some, you know, some some new 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 joints as well. So we'll we'll <laughs> see. Twenty twenty is coming. You know, three hundred sixty five days of creation. We gonna we gonna make it work. So yeah. All right. Beautiful. All right. All right. All right. So props to Necrobats and up. you specifically, cause G. Yeah. Big up, Thanks. Scott. Big um, ups. Thanks. I love but that. that's not why we're here. Not. What are we talking about today there, Cochise? Uh, We're we're going to a galaxy far away and a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where we're going. We're talking Star Wars. We're going to talk about what what we like, what we dislike, what what we hear, what we think may happen. Right, it's it's the thing that people either love to love, love to hate, or love and hate at the same time. Thank you, George Lucas, for for giving (laughs) us this complicated... Uh, a love affair with this with, with your story. True, true. For giving us something to love and something and, to perpetually disappoint us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Kaz. What up? Um, what was your introduction to the Star Wars universe? How long have you been into Star Wars, and how into Star Wars have you been? Okay. Once upon a time. <laughs> In a hood. In really hood. close by. <laughs> <laughs> really close to you (laughs) i was in school actually i remember going to elementary school and they i had this big auditorium presentation of star wars and i watched the movie at school i wasn't i didn't go to the theater and stuff like that to see it so this was the only time where i saw it was in school and it was cool i seen some stuff that i'd never seen before as far as sci-fi and just you know just the whole makeup of yeah. To our movie, like based off on space, you know what I mean. So, the force was dope. I like the force, and um, I got kind of like iffy on it. You know what I mean? Like it was halfway. Like I liked Han Solo. Han Solo was yeah, well, my favorite. Yeah, that, that, I, I wish the movie and the story went along with just his his story, but I like the robots. Well, C3. do I have the movie for you then? Word. Uh, it's called Solo. We'll get to nah, it later. We'll get to it later. That's, that's not the movie. That's not the movie for me. <laughs> I actually saw that. But uh you, nah. <laughs> no. I, I like the robot C3PO and R2D2 and Vader was cool, but I saw the potential, but he just didn't really 
Uh, he didn't. It, it just wasn't a sale. Everything wasn't a hard sale for me. Yeah, Star Wars. So I'm always on. I'm on halfway. Yeah. No. The, that's that's fair enough. Fair enough. I like Job of the Hut. <laughs> Who likes Job of the Hut? solo. <laughs> right, Kochi. Same question. When did you get into Star Wars, and how into it did you get? Oh, uh, I, I got, I got way into it. Um, I, I was taken to see Empire Strikes Back in theaters as an impressionable youth. Um, you know, I was really young, but I knew I wanted to see the movie with the guys swinging the laser swords and 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 the Colt forty five guy in the spaceship. Like I knew that I wanted to see that. Um. You know, older than I saw Jedi in theaters when it came out, um, and he, I was still into it, even though it, it wobbled in a few places that we can we can talk about later. But I really got into it as much as I liked the concept of the of the Jedi and and the Sith. I I do like the mythology. I was I was much like Kaz. I was a Han Solo guy. Like I just mm-hmm. related. I related to the guy with his feet kicked up on the table who yeah, shot first. Yeah, he's I. You know, I, I related more to the guy. He was the, if you really think about it, he was the everyman. He was the he was the ordinary guy swept up into some super abnormal circumstances. So I like the fact that they had that type of character there. And as much as, as of course I wanted a lightsaber as a kid. Who didn't? But I still relate. I was like, when can we Solo find Solo? Solo should have had a saber, yeah. Well, I right. was like, when, when can we find Solo's gun? Solo like, Solo's saber. gun was hard to find. That was a hard toy to find like the rep, they they the Mauser, yeah, the Mauser. That, that was a hard, that was a hard toy to find. And that's uh, an interesting point. Like Han Solo wasn't the superhero; mm-mm. he was nah. the guy with the kick-ass car. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he had he had the, he had the he had the best and a hell of a lot of attitude. Yeah, he had he had the best car. He had the he had the his his best friend Chewy was was you know a mon- was a monster. So he had backup at all times because yeah. Chewie was a rider. Chewie yeah. was a rider. Chewie was a rider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chewie was a rider. Like, like he, straight OG. Like, like even <laughs> even even when they when they got the Jabba's palace, man. You see how happy Chewie was to see Han. Like, like oh. that's my that's my dog. Right, right, right. He was DMX. Yeah, that's my dog. That's my dog right there. <laughs> But I, I I really got into the mythos, even though I didn't identify more of Han Solo. I like the mythos that George Lucas put out there. I liked the concept of the Jedi, the concept of the Sith. I thought that was I thought I the potential there was 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 very great. And and we see that when we get into like with you, you know, when you start to venture into the expanded universe and the comics and the other novels from that time, that place got huge. Huge. That 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 setting got huge, and and we got we got more of what we as fans eventually wanted from the stuff outside of the films. Or did you? I felt I did. I felt outside of the films, I got more of what I wanted. Well, I mean, back then, and all right. So for my part, I was a seven-year-old kid in the theater opening weekend late show of what was not called A New Hope back then. It was Star just Wars. Star Wars. Just Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And man, I was all in. I could not have loved this movie more. I was all about it. And one can go over the years and follow my own relationship with Star Wars. It was never quite as strong as it was that first film. Although, no, Empire Strikes Back was fully dope. Yeah. But yeah. Empire is. One can criticize that. the arc of Star Wars over the years oh, and yes. decades, largely because of George Lucas's 
questionable talents and choices. But one thing he was an absolute genius about was the merchandising and the toys. And seven-year-old me was his target demographic, Mm -hmm. and I was all about it. I got the Star Wars (laughs) figures. I got the X-Wing. I still have the X-Wing, by the way. Nice. Yeah, I got, I was all about it. Empire Strikes Back comes out three three years later, and that was the thing. You had to wait a long time for that your Star Wars years, fix. That was three years, right? Three yeah. years. And I was all about it. That was dark and grim, yeah. and, yeah. you know, yeah. it was Yoda was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I was a huge Muppet fan, too, so seeing some Jim, <laughs> Hen- Jim, Jim Henson action on screen in the Star Wars universe, I'm so pretty too. excited about that. Uh, Return of the Jedi comes out. And I was a 13-year-old. I was still, you know, I was a young 13. I was still very much a kid. And even then, I see the Ewoks, and I'm like, I don't know, man. Feels like <laughs> feels like you're pandering to me. Yeah. Teddy bears in space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Teddy Ruxpin, nah, I'm good, G. But, um, I mean, but they, they were going to eat him. on the fence. They were going to eat him. It is true. I, I always, the Ewoks always, were teddy bears with a mean streak. I always with well, teeth. Appetite. I always, <laughs> I always leave that thought back there. Like even though they, it was all cutesy and and yub yub, they, they were, <laughs> they were gonna eat them. That, true. Like like that was gonna happen. They Fair. were gonna like if 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 the force and that was like the time that the force was like really on point. Like yeah. him <laughs> raising three PO up, so like yeah. making him like that like a golden god of yeah, anger. Yeah. Yeah, that was that of all the force use in those early films, that may have been like the best use of it because without that, Luke is 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 spit roasted with apple in his mouth. Rotisserie. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a rotisserie, rotisserie man. Walker. <laughs> he's a rotisserie. rotisserie walker. But yeah, uh But that still didn't I mean, like for when I saw it, I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I was that's my that's why I jumped on the fence. Like, all right. Now yeah. that right. said, you know, Return of the Jedi was not without its issues, but there were aspects of it that were pretty dope. Yeah, you, you kind of raised an eyebrow a bit at the fact that they're doing the Death Star again. It's like, didn't we just do this a few years ago? But all right, we'll let that go. Everybody mm. likes a space dogfight. Everybody likes, uh, you that know, was dope. a planet-killing threat. But aspects of the movie... You like Jabba the Hutt. That whole bit was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The speeder bike chase, amazing, although unrealistic. <laughs> unrealistic. You will not. You, you will not speed through the woods. Uh, I will hope that. Yeah, you would not go. Okay, they were going in speeds excess seventy miles per hour. <laughs> trees and branches. Minimum, tr- tr- minimum seventy miles per hour with, with trees. This is not like a clearing. <laughs> this is not like a the. Why why weren't they using the speeders on Tatooine, the mm, desert planet? Question. Yeah, where yeah, you yeah. really open it up. You just go straight. Yeah, that's true. You go straight. You take the. So I question whoever the general was uh, of in the Empire right there. He needed to. Uh, he well, he probably lost his life in oh the explosion, <laughs> but he should have lost his job. He should have lost his job like, for like a half an hour before, so he, he got, could watch it. Fires, yeah. He gets fired. He, you know, all like, right. All right. So uh, this is blowing my mind a little bit. This is the first time that this occurred to me. You are correct. Yes, the speeder bikes are 
absolutely the wrong vehicle for the forest moon of Endor. Yes. They were rad, but the wrong vehicle. You're as unlikely to use those there as you would be to use like a crotch rocket motorcycle. Because who wants to do that much dodging? The other thing that has never occurred to me before this very moment, why wouldn't you just use them 200 feet higher where you could fly over Over the trees trees and not have to do so much dodging? Yeah. Because How did this never occur to me? I, but well, I guess the the hover. It, I guess if you were to look at the mechanics of it, that bike when you kicked it on only like rolls up maybe four or five feet off the ground. Yeah, just take off the governor, man. Yeah, you know, it can go higher. So uh, I mean, they have the technology. It. Obviously, they have the technology to get them there. That that was bad. Just a bad tactical decision. The other one. Uh, the Forest Moon of Endor was full of bad tactical decisions. The other one, the Empire. Let's face it, the Empire were actually really crappy tacticians in general. They had one good idea, and that is make giant freaking ships that can blow up planets. Yeah. And they really went back to the wet that well a bunch of times. Yeah. However, again, you got a lot of trees, you got rough terrain, <laughs> you've got rocks and hills and dead walker. logs. Yeah. What are you gonna, what are you doing with a two legged walker walking around there? Uh, Come on. Uh, <laughs> All you gotta do is put up a rope and trip it. And they did. And they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> the teddy you bears guys did it. Star Wars? Yeah, they, they did. Yeah, they did that. Uh, that happened. Yeah. That, happened. <laughs> that really yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, one, I mean, one, once again, that, that goes into the. the but ri- this is old Hollywood. This is you old know, Hollywood. This is old Hollywood. You got to let things go sometimes. And even still. Especially where George Lucas is concerned. And, and, yeah, and even you, still, from, from yeah. the things that I've. I've read in, in some of his interviews, even though he was on his third film and this had been a smash success, he was always thinking, "This I'll never get here again." So this is it for me, because mm-hmm. that that was pinnacle. that was his that that was his feeling because Star, Star Wars wasn't supposed to be the as big as it was. George Lucas recognizes that he is the luckiest motherfucker in filmmaking uh, he, history. Pretty much, he, yeah, he he does huh. he does yeah. recognize that he. He recognizes that because it's true <laughs> that that pretty much his 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 D and D game brought to life his space D and D game just took off, yeah, and it, he created a mythos that at that time was unlike anything else that was pumped out in that genre. True, and sci fi at that time was still a throw very much a throwaway genre. While it was popular, you know, we had the Logan's Runs, we had the, you know, we had, we had the 70s. This was the first one that had continuity of any kind. Yeah, and this is the first mm. time it was like, hey, let's link this one to this one to right. this we one. We made one good legacy. movie, let's make another one that continues that story. That hadn't happened since the film serials, your uh, Buck Rogers's, your yeah, uh, Flash true. Gordon's that true. George Lucas grew up on and yeah. was doing a throwback too. Yeah, he was really. doing a nod. Right, right. He, he was space doing a nod opera. to that. Because no one signed, no one signed up for his experimental film that he named his sound system after. And also, let's uh-huh. let's let's just he did revolutionize things on the special effects side. He oh, was of course like, technical. Yeah. Tech, he's hugely yeah. important. Yes. Yeah. Now, now his tech. I would always say this: he's a better tech guy than a people director. Indeed, I would say that. Like he he is a better he's a better tech guy than a people director. Because as a people director, I don't think he can. I don't think he really got it. But as a guy who was like, "Hey, 
the Death Star should look like this, and it should go like this, and we should go like this. Okay, now it's Aces. What you're All right, Aces. Yeah. Truth. Okay. Aces. Right. Like a good spec. He's a good special effects special director. Special effects director. Yeah. Um, visual effects director. Visual effects director. Yes. Yeah, he could he could fit in that. But as far as like yeah, main director, like story, <laughs> story no. director. Holy no. shit! No. Sorry, Get him out the office. And we, especially with, out. especially with casting and coaching the actors' performances. He's turned a couple really amazing actors into terribly wooden, one-dimensional characters. Ewan McGregor. I mean, Natalie Portman. And Natalie Portman, yeah. Come they, on. Th- those, are, those performances were, were straight wooden nickels. Yeah. And then <laughs> any casting of Anakin Skywalker that isn't David Prowse and uh, James Earl Jones. That's the one. Uh, anybody playing Anakin who is not one of those two, straight trash. Yikes. So we're moving on to the prequels, <laughs> I assume. Wise. <laughs> and speaking of straight trash, so let's is... talk about The Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> My feeling on the prequels is that if you slice them into just the fight sequences, you get a dope Star Wars movie. Okay. Right. I don't want to argue with that. All mm-hmm. right, so that brings up a valid question and one that if you do a little digging on the internet – what is the correct order in which to watch the movies? Because mm. for our, you know, growing up, all of us really see in that, or, you know, the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then they say, all right, this was episodes four, five, and six. Right. We're going to come out with episodes one, two, and three. And it's like, why didn't you start with one, two, and three? That's Having grown up counting, generally you start with one, one two, three. Then you proceed to four, five, six. And but so there was I'm always thinking... like this possibility of it not feeling quite right because you were going out of order. Prequels were not really a thing before Phantom Menace came out, right? So do you believe the prequels are the original story? Well, he released Because the... it seemed like Star Wars was just the meat and bones. And he was like, all right, if I'm going to sell the story, we could start here. Well, according to what he he put out a couple years ago, comic form, um, the original Star Wars actually exists in a very, very different format. Uh, things were like crazy different. Um, on oh, the, yeah. The original. Yeah. His the, like his the, original the spec script. Yeah. That, that a comic book was made of it using the sketches from those famous sketches yeah. when that you saw when Star Wars first came out. The production sketches. Yeah. I actually was given that graphic novel. Yeah, uh, it's for Christmas it back is, in the day. It is nice. very different. It's a very it's a it's it's hard to see, it's hard to actually envision how the Star Wars we got jumped from that. It's darker. It's much darker. It's grimmer. Yeah. It's darker. It's got a more technological edge if yeah. you can somehow picture it's, that. It's, the people are a little more hard and tech and yeah. yeah. It's 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 different. I would actually say it's 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 a solid sci it's a solid science fiction story. Um, it's hard to imagine Star Wars jumping from it, but it's not a it's not a bad read. It's just after reading it, you're like, this is where Star Wars came from. Like, <laughs> really? So like, what is it a disappointment thing as in regards, or is it's, it like it's wow. just it's just a departure? Indeed, it's, it, it's so it's so different. Like I would almost say, given the how how tech is used in it, it's actually more on in line with Star Trek. In terms of it was True. much more techy, the force was like minimal, very minimal on both side on both sides of the fence. It wasn't like is it was a huge thing as far as like being known, but it didn't have that cloud hangover where you're waiting for that moment where someone uses the force 
or someone does something like cool with mind powers. It's just like we got guns and we got laser swords. So what's a better story? Frame it a different way. Um, Lucas has also said that he made A New Hope because that was something that he could, he wasn't sure he could make it, but he could aspire to make and try to make and that the prequels were simply beyond technology and capabilities he had well if you if the if if you're going from the story of the droid like he, if he, he always has tried to sell us that the droid armies were first and he couldn't afford to do the droids and that's why he went with because it was easier to get a thousand people in the storm as stormtroopers than it is to get at that time to have all those robots okay so you know i don't know it's 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 so much it's i mean star wars goes so far there's so many things well, but we we can all agree, and this is hardly a controversial opinion, that the prequel trilogy, um, not good. <laughs> prequel, tri- prequel well, trilogy yeah, is not good. That. Yeah. If you, so, you, what was the problem with these um, prequels? Because I mean, it's this the script is Jar Jar Binks in Jar Jar, Jar Binks is, just is a, a problem. He's a, he's a problem, but yeah. Overall, it was just wooden. It was wooden writing. Like uh-huh. uh, George it, Lucas has no idea how people talk, and you can try to be like, "Oh, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and it doesn't work the same." But his ear for dialogue is terrible. Okay. All you need to do is look at the romance of Anakin Skywalker and uh, Queen Amidala, and this man does just not know how people you don't relate know how to talk and to talk girls to down. one another. <laughs> For sure. Well, you don't know how to talk to girls down there. Also, <laughs> Anakin's descent into the dark side happens so unrealistically. Yeah. It's so unrealistic. So he has the he has the bad dream right. of of Padme dying. Mm-hmm. He the Chancellor using, you know, no, being who he is, it's like, oh yes, you know, uh, have you heard the story of Darth Peligulus? Yeah, the wise, he beat death, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can help you save her, Anakin. So at that moment right there, <laughs> Anakin is still a car carrying Jedi. Yeah. This he's dude, a good guy. Right. He's a good at this exact moment. And this guy just tells you, Prima says, I'm the Sith Lord behind all this shit. Right. Like I've I've been back here dicking with y'all for years. <laughs> right. Like your whole thing, the reason you lost your hand, all that stuff. It's me. It's me. Ride with me though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. You okay. prove a good yeah, point, and, man. All right, and, I'll roll with and, you. And here's man. this guy, and uh, you know Samuel Jackson's <laughs> character, uh, uh-huh. Mace, Mace Mace Windu, yeah. co- confronting the Chancellor, comes in, badasses his way through it. Those other Jedi he brought with him were obviously not good because they died in two simple slashes. <laughs> Jedi surprisingly easy to beat, as yeah, it turns yeah, out. Jedi die easy, so easy. Uh, <laughs> Which I have questions about <laughs> because don't they have to force and shit? Like, but, what's but going see, on they, here? They don't use a lot the, of them aren't good at it. Yeah, a lot of them aren't good at it, and and a lot of them deflecting. Don't use the, <laughs> a lot of them don't use the force. Let, okay, so can we get into the force conversation then? Sure, sure. <sighs> because sure, see, there's certain things uh, Star Wars that I do like, and I played this game a long time ago called the Force Unleashed Star Wars, and it's fucking awesome pretty cool yeah yeah i mean the one where it opens up with darth vader just going ham I'm like yes. oh, oh okay <laughs> all right man all right man we, i got you man you know what i mean so it's just like it's like crazy you could crush ships with this thing like why 
why can't we get a Star Wars Force Unleashed cinematically? Like, why well, won't they focus on the Force and things like that? Okay, now like, here's here's where we get into the meat of the mythos that separates the Jedi from the Sith. Okay, the Jedi believe in using the Force in its in its gentlest, most benevolent ways, as in in be, right, being but there's zen. a dark side. But yeah, then you get to the dark side. Now the dark side, it can juice you up. It can make you massively powerful. Yeah. But you have to be. You also have to be willing to to. There is not a Sith Lord that is not deformed or changed physically in some way. I understand. So you can say with the dark side comes a price. Like you you're have, never getting laid again. Yeah, you can have all this. You can have all <laughs> this crazy power, all this amazing ship killing, ship crushing power. You never know. You might. Uh. All, all this amazing power. And then you are taught, like, as a Sith Lord, you have to take an apprentice, and this apprentice is destined to kill you. That's the nature of the Sith. Do you really want to be with somebody like, okay, so I come to you, I'm like, yo, I'm Darth Paranoid, you know, because all their names are, like, significantly <laughs> evil at all times. I just said this on the uh, internet the other day. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Darth Bad Guy. Right, right. <laughs> right, right. I'm Darth Evil Man. Right. Hey. <laughs> Hey. I'm, cool supreme, name, dude. I'm supreme Thanks. leader planet killer <laughs> you know so the guy you know this guy comes to you offers you absolute oh power god i just made a connection in my head sorry side note what was luke skywalker's original name luke star killer that's right luke star killer yeah so it was dope. it was telegraphed that he was supposed to turn yeah interesting his original, yeah, and that's the other thing. They weren't Scott, they weren't Skywalkers, they were Star, star killers. killers. That was the they same. Yeah. Interesting. If they would have rolled with that, I would have been 100% with them. Yeah, sorry, back to your point. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> so, you know, so, so pretty much the the, the nature of the Sith is I they're really always like Star Killer better. They're, they're, anyway. Yeah, that is dope. <laughs> There's always two of them, and normally, under, under most Sith circumstances, the student kills the master so you're telling me that when you come to me to pitch this idea to me you're going to give me all this great power i'll probably get deformed and then eventually i have to kill you and then i need to take on somebody else that's going to kill you that's eventually going to kill like this 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 club is it flawed is, it makes for an awkward job interview to be, it, it, to be yeah. sure <laughs> yeah. but see here so uh, are you what, comfortable with so killing what makes you think you're qualified to be a sith lord well i do want to kill you Right. Oh, you well, got the job. You got it. Then. Then, you meet all the requirements right then there. Also, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Anakin's fall, the way Lucas wrote it, there's no way you're telling me that he was okay with killing kids an hour after signing this deal. Which is not coincidentally uh, people's huge beef with the Kylo Ren Luke Skywalker origin story as well. That Ben uh, Ben Solo yeah Ben Solo transformation to Kylo Ren hinged upon Luke Skywalker standing over his bed while he was sleeping saying, you know what? I think I'm going to kill this kid while he sleeps. And Kylo Ren waking up and catching him, or rather, sorry, then Ben Solo waking up, catching him with the lightsaber out. Rookie move, by the way. Yeah. And then that was his... That was his... Catalyst to switch to the dark side. Yeah. Like, who... who, That's the real reason? That was part of it. That was part of it. But, like, who who goes back that day? Right, like like Anakin was having a rough day. I get it. We all have rough days. We all have bad days. But so so this guy whispers a few things in your ear, 
and all of a sudden you're killing kids? You know what? Yeah, not every, not all of us have so rough a day that we're like, <laughs> yeah, I'll kill a dozen kids. You what know the what, hell? though? It's just one of them days, man. <laughs> it's just one of them days, man. And, and then, right, this sounds like a confession from God. <laughs> <laughs> just one of them days. But I mean, evil is evil. You know I what mean, I mean? No, I, and I get that. And, and I get that. But it's, it, to me, it's more to the point of the storytelling that a descent that far, a descent uh, so pretty much since since you came onto the scene as an eight year old kid, you've been training in the Jedi Order. So, and at this point, we'll we'll, we'll just we'll just throw an age out there. He's 20, 25, mm, 25 like years old. Mm-hmm. So you're saying between the ages of nine and twenty five, raised to be raised the to, good right. enforcing, Ra- raised to part be of the good Jedi. enforcing order of the universe. And you've been out here, that. you've been out here doing it too. Like you're a celebrated Jedi Knight. You're not mm-hmm. just like. You're not can't you're not like the guy to decide like yeah. like you like you getting you got, all the props. Yeah, you got clout, and yeah. you occasionally twist the rules. Yeah, you occasionally break the rules to but, serve the greater good. Right. Okay. And then all it takes is like, you know, two or three acts, and all of a sudden, like you know, like it takes a bad dream, and then him killing Count Dooku. Then after that, the emperor is just talking to him. He's like, "You want to, you want to be down? Yeah, I'm down, man." And fuck he just, it. and he just goes for man, it. Fuck it. But I mean, but that's what Lucas wanted us to believe, and that's what makes the prequel so bad. Is that 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 disconnect is 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 so instant, so instant. All right, so that gets us into the current generation mm-hmm. of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, mm-hmm. I want to make clear. I am not talking about the new trilogy. Here's mm. here's my here is my break it down, son. Here's my way of thinking about Star Wars and when it works and when it doesn't. Okay. The original trilogy was a bit of an anomaly. It was incredibly popular because as we said, groundbreaking special effects. Mm. It was the first time we'd seen the space opera mm-hmm. and the space dogfights right. and all of that in our lifetimes. Yep. And it was amazing, and especially because it hit when it did, and we were kids, and captured our imaginations. And Empire was great because it was that, but grim, and that was the first time we'd seen that. And then Return of the Jedi was like, eh, eh, we've seen this before, and now it's cute, and okay, less. And then the Phantom Menace and all that trilogy was just meh and overworked and too political and too boring and bad. The current trilogy has its merits but whatever star wars works best when it is not about the skywalker saga thank you oh my god i was waiting for it right star wars works best when it is a right star wars works best when it is a genre exercise it's called star wars right that does not have to do with the skywalker family saga here is for my money the best Star Wars we have seen. Rogue. Yes. A war movie mm-hmm. set in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's freaking fantastic. Yes, it is. People, this is a mixed bag on this one, but I think people are wrong. All a heist bags. movie <laughs> set in the Star Wars universe. Nice. That is Solo. Yeah. It's a good movie. If you don't think uh, What's-His-Face is as good as Harrison Ford, you're not wrong. But if you think that... Uh, Donald Glover is oh, he, he nailed snapped. not as good yeah. as Billy D. He, he nailed, nailed it. He, he nailed it. Crushed yeah. it. Yeah. 
And, and I, I also it's always like, fun to see Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And he did that Woody Harrelson thing he does, That's and he true. did it amazingly. That's and true. the girl was great, and the villain was villainous, and it's Star Wars, but it's a heist movie, and it's a good heist movie. I is it really the best liked, Star Wars? It is not, but it's solid. You liked what? I really liked how Solo um, met Chewie and how they linked up. Yeah, in there. for sure. That was really yeah. dope. Great. That was a really dope story. Um, and then Star Wars works when it is a genre work. And right now we are seeing a Western samurai movie set in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian. The yes. Mandalorian is, and granted, I'm a little behind. Show. I have only seen the first three episodes, Man. but already I'm saying this may be the Man, best Star Wars that has best. been made. That's it's is. Lone Wolf and Cub in the Star Wars universe. By way of a Clint Eastwood Western, and it's freaking fantastic. It, it delivers. Is. It, also, it, it is. It goes hard. Plus, Baby Yoda. Yeah, Baby and Baby, baby Yoda. Yoda. We must Come protect on. Baby Yoda right now. Where is he? <laughs> Stop hitting the buttons. Where he at? <laughs> yeah, no, I I 100% agree. Star Wars works long form better than it works as the as the blockbuster film. It definitely works also outside. I think when you take the mythos outside of the two hour window. Right. When you give it a chance to play out um, in, in other works and other mediums, it, it definitely works. I think outside of The Mandalorian, the best Star Wars was the Jindy Tarkovsky Clone Wars. Great. Because in, in the long form, that was a great telling of that story. Really good show. Yeah, it was a really good show. And that silent, I think they have a one episode that's completely silent. That is just An is Anakin versus something. And it was amazing. This is also, on this same episode? point, long form, taking it away from the Skywalkers, letting you explore the nuances of it. That's where the Star Wars video games really excel. Oh, Knights of the, Knights of the Republic. Old Republic. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Knights of the Old Republic was amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm also a fan of uh, Star Wars Rebels. Rebels is a good Rebels show. Rebels is a great show. Rebels is a really good show. So I guess I guess when, when it comes down to it, what's better the long form Star Wars is this, is this where we really get what we want? Is the long form seems to be What's or, the long form? So like the shows, like so like the cards, like the Clone Wars, Rebels, the Mandalorian. In one season of the Mandalorian, we're gonna get as much Star Wars as we did out of, you know, two thirds of the regular trilogies. If you're coming in at two hours a throw per movie, so, two, so yeah, two well, plus I mean, for each of the prequels, but whatever. What's like, the better way to tell you this? Get more Star Wars. Yeah, well, can I, can I talk about? I love The Mandalorian, and just make your point, Star Wars is great. I feel like um, the Skywalker thing is beating a dead horse. Cinematically, I tapped out Star Wars a long time ago. Rogue One got me pulled in, and so that's the only time I've seen Darth Vader in a very menacing way. Oh, that yeah, little yeah. short scene when he was slicing all those guys up, you could see the evil come through that man like oh now i see you and okay. a lot of fanboys hate that a lot of fanboys hate but that scene does. we'll they, get into that conversation with the fanboys because enough. they really confuse me and that's what it makes me tap out with tough Star to know Wars. what they want yeah this they're kind of hard to please indeed so um but yeah i liked rogue one the mandalorian is perfect it's a perfect star wars story where you're dealing with just the Mandalorian, no face, no identity, no nothing. He's just, you know what he's about. He's just doing hits. Yeah, he's doing his he's thing. He's just doing hits. Space, 
no no morals, no nothing. Like, you know how he got Baby Yoda? Like, he, he did his thing, yeah. collected, and then went back and was like, yo, all right, <laughs> nah, it's not happening. So it's really dope, and it's really outlaw, it's star, it's, it's just, it's really dope. It's Star Wars, yeah, and that's what I like. It's, I mean, it's, it's Lone Wolf and Cub. Right. Star in in the Star Wars unit. It's a Kurosawa story saying. playing out in the Star Wars universe, which is dope. I mean, John, uh, props to John Favreau. John Favreau is is a talented dude. I like. He is I, arguably the most important nerd director of our time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John John Favreau is 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 an is an amazing guy. He tells great stories. I think he gets it. Um, he also seems like he would be like type of guy to show up and help you move on a Saturday. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> he just seems like a nice dude. He just seems like a really he seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bank on it, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just, I, I mean, like like if you were his friend, like not me, like you know, like hey, I'm not gonna tweet him. Hey, John, I'm moving this weekend. Are you gonna show up? So, how many episodes are you in? I'm I'm an episode behind. One episode. Season's behind. almost done. Right? I'm only three episodes in, but those were incredibly strong. All right, so back to the fanboys and the difficult. Yeah, to let's please. get into that. Yeah. I recall I was I, I read reviews, but I try to avoid spoilers. But two episodes in, there were fanboys saying that this show is pointless and meandering, and it's taking too long, and it's not doing anything. And it's like, what do you want? They're just telling a story and they're setting the world and they're letting it unfold and getting into the character and his MO. And then episode three comes along and now, oh, it's on. And now you understand why they were taking the time and setting it up. And the premise it's, is it's set called pacing. It's going, right. It's called pacing. Yeah. It doesn't I, have to all be Death Star battles, man. <laughs> you can have other stories. And y'all need to, they need to let that go because it's kind yeah. of monotonous and it's kind of stupid. It's a lot of things that they're doing in film because they're trying to please these people and it's contradicting. It's like crossing in, in a little bit. You know what I mean? It's like, they keeping this Star Wars, I mean the um, Skywalker story going on because a lot of people will complain if you just totally wipe it out and start a new story. Correct? Well, in theory, at the end of this week, with this the release it. of the Rise so of Skywalker, you get your wish, and this is over, and we can hope that they. Honor yeah, this is that. it. There, this this is supposed to be the last of of the Skywalker. Like any anything else, even though they've already they've already have the canon set where the bloodline definitely continues and is a major uh player in the in the jedi uh reorganization but eventually there are others that become way more important yeah they already point that out is so, that canon though um they they've said so far that they're gonna keep um parts of the of the of the star wars uh can stuff from the dark horse world canon stuff from the novels canon not yeah, all of it but now, i heard they erased they, a lot of things are not considered canon anymore. There are a lot of things that are no longer canon. There are yeah. a lot of Dark, dark Horse uh, comics that are not canon. There are a lot of those Timothy Zahn novels that were canon that are now not canon, but it's not everything. So what they what, so what are we going by here? We, we, we don't know because what they've done is gone back um, and said, okay, we've, we have all of this material from all this other stuff. And they've gone back and said, okay, we'll keep this, we'll keep this, we'll keep that. We don't know what stuff past this point that they've kept. Interesting. We don't know. And in a way, I'm okay with that. I don't want to know what you've discarded. Because if I if if you if we all know in advance what they've discarded and what they've kept, 
then it's, it becomes predictable or we get to complain or others get to complain incessantly about it. I just, at this point, let it happen. I don't, because it's, it's a free form. Star Wars is a free form universe. It, 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 it'll only go as far as whoever he gives creative license to. Right. It's a big sandbox yeah. and you can let whatever director play and tell whatever stories they need to. That's why though, I think the, Skywalker based trilogies are less interesting is because you don't get free reign. And I think that's why a lot of people have such problems with the new trilogy. And because it is, it is very departed from, from them. Right. It's constrained to being about Skywalker and Skywalker friends and family, but it also takes liberties, goes off in directions that you don't care about uh, I'm looking at you, Finn and Rose, mm, and the side you. story in yeah, pointless. Uh, yeah, I I don't need everything to have direct payoff, but had that story been a limit, uh, no, sorry, I don't need everything to be have direct payoff and for everything to always succeed. Drama always only works if there are real stakes it's and if the heroes war. can fail. But it didn't matter that they failed, and that's the problem. The side mission to the casino planet and the horse races and all that stuff Crap. just didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. It didn't. Crap. And for that matter, right, The Last Jedi had the major problem of its plot being fundamentally stupid. Why didn't the Empire just jump to light speed, get a little bit ahead of the Rebels, and then kill them from in front instead of chasing ah, them at impulse from behind. Yeah. Once again, yeah. a tactical error. The Empire <laughs> is so bad at tactics, man. Well, this would be. Oh, I mean. So the villains don't seem too menacing here. They're dumb. They're, they're dumb, and that's the whole thing that I don't like because it's like you need a formidable opponent, hey, man. You know they did Thanos very well. <laughs> you know, there's a villain of villains. You know, and yeah, they, you make the villain look stupid, then it's not believable to me. I tap well, out. Well, I I guess like this you, you can't do, man. you can't form an army from a group of politicians, which is essentially what happened in Star Wars. Is that all these politicians formed the got you know they gathered the uh, army of the Republic? Yeah, but the there were no gen like there was really no. Like each planet had a military thing, but this overall like univ like the empire itself. So the villains are poo butt. That's yeah, what you're yeah. The vi- like like. The- <laughs> so what's the point? Yeah, Emperor Palpatine's plan was grand, and I guess what you can say. Why is- did Supreme Leader die so easily? Why why are uh, these villains like these villains never stand up and really show me anything? Stay why? tuned for the next episode of Fly Nerd Group, wherein <laughs> we discuss the rise of Skywalker. And see, Wherein see. that that question will be answered oh, yeah, because we'll, we'll the Emperor's grand design and how Snoke was killed so easily has to be revealed. Because if it isn't, then this trilogy is garbage. So you think it's going to be revealed? In I mean, how can it not be? That's a major <laughs> question. Well, and now that we know that we know that Ian McDermott is in the film, <laughs> aka Emperor Palpatine, we yes. know he's in the film. You heard that menacing laugh. We heard, laugh the, we heard the, the laugh. So now we get to see we we get to see uh, if if his grand design all from all those years ago came to fruition because outside of Order sixty six 
the only successful thing he's done is wipe out the Jedi, which is pretty big. What, that's big. that's a big success. That's the only big, thing he done, but it does, he does take Jedi. balance out of the Force, which is apparently necessary for the proper order of the universe. But here's here. This was always, and maybe this is because I watched the horrible prequels recently. In my effort, in my always un, my my research. I'm so in sorry. my research <laughs> uh, going into the yes, yes, I. I, I did it for you. I did it for everybody else out there. You're I, welcome. Fly yeah, right. <laughs> you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. All of y'all, you fly nerds, you're, you. you're, you're welcome because <laughs> so I like I to. Did that I shit. like to be refreshed. <laughs> I like to be refreshed. You never let it said that Coach East is unprepared. No. Uh, for these things, the what was the Emperor's real? Okay, he got absolute power. Mm-hmm. Well, what was his end game? What was he gonna do? Yeah, that's what I want to know. What what was if if Dar if Vader hadn't thrown him down that tube, what was his end game? So just where this, was he going? With where this? was he going with this? Because at 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 some point, more planets would have joined the rebellion. Like okay. I get it, you blew up Alderaan, you killed billions of people, and you scare at at and at face value for those first few years, that's gonna scare the hell out of a lot of other planets. Like yo, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good, yeah. But then, then you you do bad design, you do bad architecture, and the rebels blow your joint up. Oh, like yeah. right, right. The rebels blow your joint up, and so you swiftly like whoop ass on the ice planet, and you whoop their ass for a whole movie. Like like you you give it to them. Okay. Got them good. You got yeah. them good. Okay. But you you still are tactically effed up. <laughs> like your your very bad your, spa- your space station is not finished. So, but yet you're making threats. So I'm not gonna talk big stuff to you. <laughs> with, uh, with and, and and I'm like I'm like yo. But give us a few weeks though. Right, right. Give me a few weeks once though. I, once I work out for a few months, right. I'm gonna kick I'm your ass. Up and, yeah. Right. Coming <laughs> right. after you, punk. Right. It's wrestling soon. Right. right. It's right. Like right. It's it's a wrestling. Exactly. Pay per view, brother. Right. We're gonna go down, brother. Ooh. Right. Right, it, it was pretty, yeah, it's pretty much like the Emperor Invader saying, "Hey, rebels, we're coming after you, brother." Right, not tonight, though. Right, not tonight. We'll see you Sunday at the Pfizer Forum. Right, you know, <laughs> that's essentially what they were doing because they blow you up, and then in the third, in the third part of this of this trilogy, you say, "Hey, we're back. It's not finished yet, but we're back." Man, it's gonna be good, though. Right. It, and we put we put our, our our main defense on the planet of the teddy bears because they're harmless, right? Yeah. And then he sat there. I remember Jedi clear because I just watched it recently. <laughs> you will find this battle station is fully operate. No, it was not. It was not operational. You cannot call that operational. It was sitting in like pieces against the moon. If there was no moon behind it, it would look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! So, yeah. all right. You, while I do love the mythos, and I do love, I, I, I love lightsaber fights. I love the Force, the dog fights. Oh, the, the dog, dog fight, fights. The dog fights, fights are are are, are, are great. The, Worth the price of admission alone. The Star Wars yeah. as a story, it has a lot of flaws. The they were not good generals. They were not good tacticians. So you are and to to your point, guys. What is the threat? The, I guess we just wait to see how. No, 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 no. How dumb, no how wait dumb to they go. See. Why no, gotta wait to see? They, this they is just, what? This is the twelfth movie, gentlemen. <laughs> you only have to wait until Friday, and you out there in the uh, podcast audience, you just have to wait till the next episode. 
when we will do a Rise, Rise of Skywalker Skywalker and full bro, end a, of the Star Wars Skywalker trilogies. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. But then we will get down to the why did this work or not and was the Emperor's plan a good one? I'm yeah, gonna guess I, it turns out to not be a good plan. Well, yeah, it's unless not, it's just the bad guys win, and well, that's going to be kind of awesome. Here's the thing. Much like the titles of the Sith, the Star Wars movies also broadcast what they will be. So Revenge of the Sith, yeah, we saw that. We saw the Sith kill the Jedi and come back. Force Awakens, new jet, very new powerful Jedi Force Awakens. did awaken. Last Jedi, Which she ends up being the last one. So Rise of Skywalker obviously is the rise. The new Death Star. The Skywalker. Well, now they they had like at least they were smarter and planted the, put the thing on another planet and didn't just have it floating in space for everyone to shoot at. Okay, I guess. Which Skywalker? I, who knows? I guess she's a Skywalker. I, that would be really irritating. After all, I, the, I was hoping she's I was hoping she's a Kenobi. That's me. Me too. I was hoping that she's makes a perfect sense that uh, Obi Wan somewhere during his self imposed exile or maybe a little before got popped it on one. and popped off one. Yeah. Right. But look, it's Rise of Skywalker, so that's not going to happen. Right, it's not yeah, the it's Rise not of Kenobi. It's, it, yeah, it's not Rise of Kenobi, it's Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we we will see. Uh in our last in our last few minutes here, we we, we <laughs> this the Star Wars talk went on longer than we really wanted to, but we have to give at least a little end of year wrap up. What was your favorite moment of 2019? Actually, uh, Kaz, what, I what? a fly five. Oh, you have a fly five. Well, let's hear your fly five. In movies, I have, hold on. In game, John Wick 3, Spider-Man, Irishman, Parasite, Dolomite, Joker, Dr. Sleep, Shazam, El Camino, and King. I know it was, I say a fly five, but. That was like Seth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> fly five <laughs> plus two. Yeah. Honorable mentions. <laughs> Honorable mentions. So that's that's for my movies. Those are your movies for you. If I elaborate, if I, or you want me to go on? Oh no, go ahead. Go go on. Uh, TV, Watchmen, Game of Thrones, Chernobyl. When they see us, The Mandalorian, Umbrella Academy, and what's that? Sex, Love, Robots. What's that? This Sex, year? Love, and Robots. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was this year. That was good. I'm going to agree on Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Okay. I got to go back to your movies and strongly disagree with Doctor Sleep. That movie was straight garbage. What? Yeah. It was? Why so? I seen we it never yet. talked about it. We'll, Why? Get, we'll have to do that in a later episode. Ah, we'll, have, we'll have to talk Stephen King. Hey, Stephen, Stephen King. King. <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts but on not that movie. Dean Kuntz. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, music. I got Freddie Gibbs, Madlib, Bandana, The Plugs I Met, The uh, What Was Sheen Gun Do, Raspity Eve, Sky Zoo, Retropolitan, and Gangstar, one of the best Ooh, yet. Retropolitan is so good. Yeah. Retropolitan is so good. Locally, I have Neat Quest Damn. Bar, Fillmore Green, Chicago Third Row City, Add to The Jim Crow, The Musical, Taiwan Davis Hall. Uh, I'm still here. Acrobats in the square. Of course. Of course. Vic Spencer, Ball Wounds, and Race Bannon out to lunch. Nice. Yeah. So, all right. So that's what I got for my Fly Five. Those are your, those are your Fly Fives. Yeah. Um, my, my Fly 
I don't have a fly five because I, I was not as prepared. As I, you I did my research somewhere I else, son. <laughs> do not have a fly. I do five. not have a fly five. <laughs> no. I feel I feel like we should have consulted on yeah, this. I, <laughs> I did not get the memo. I, I feel like I. I showed up to class <laughs> without thought, doing my I mean, homework. Hey, it's the year review. I thought you had a top five of <laughs> every category. I, I, I didn't know we were doing top five. All right, what's top the top five? five of comic books? I didn't go to the comic books you section. You did not. You yeah, did not. So okay. Um, I left that open for you. Immortal Hulk. Oh, my go. God. That book go. is effing amazing. Yo, sh- big shout out to Joe Bennett on the yard work wow. and Al Ewan on the writing. That book, if you are looking for a horror comic that has enough superhero names that you recognize in it. That's true. It That book is amazing. It is, it is the... I will. I'm going to go and say that it is possibly at this moment the best iteration of the Hulk I have ever read in my life. That's hard. Dang. That's hard money right there. That, I mean, and I <laughs> I love Peter David's run on that book like to the death. But Immortal Hulk is it? It made me give a damn about the, the situation about the Hulk again. Okay. It oh. it really did. It because it wasn't one of those like, hey, let's let's take him and take him up. Yeah. Uh, they, they tried that, and that was okay. Uh, like it, Weapon X Hulk. You know, it, it was... <laughs> Hulk with Wolverine claws is I mean, too here, much of an overkill. <laughs> here, here's, just a, here's just a mild highlight from that book. Joe Fixit is in it, but not as the Grey Hulk. He's as Bruce, and he's a murderer. I got to read more issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this pretty much the um, the the immortal Hulk is back to the is back to the original rules of the Hulk. He only comes out at night. Night, yeah, true. They've they've introduced this thing called the Green Room, where all the gamma beings go when they die, and then come back. Interesting. No person in the Marvel universe who has ever been gamma irradiated has ever stayed dead, and that they're running with that theme that there is a other side to the gamma. And it's it's really interesting. It's pretty dark. Uh, yeah. So, Immortal Hulk. Uh-huh. Um, right now, uh, the Batman uh, City of Bane story. You like that? I like the City of Bane story. I am liking it. Um, uh, I am liking it. Batman City of Bane. I am enjoying the hell out of the the current run of Amazing Spider Man. The new X Men book is amazing. Crazy. Amazing. The whole House of X. Yeah, that, that uh, powers of X. Yeah, that's yeah. all. That that's all going really, that's really good hard for this year. Yeah, and uh, even though I don't, I kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for fighting. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, tired of the establishment, the policies, and everything. Professor X. All right, got it, got it, got. It. I'm ready for some fighting now. You establish the teams. I'm ready for some action. Gotcha. And and my independent uh, book pick of the year is Rat Queens. Still, like I love I love Wicked and Divine, but Rat Queens is my winner. Go check it out. Mm. Um, and I, I'm gonna There's leave some it history in. about Rat Queens. Uh, Rat Queens is a uh, it's it's the story of these like it, it's pretty much uh, these five women who are bounty hunters. Setting a it's setting like a d and D style world, and they are they are just out there kicking ass, taking names. Um, getting into all sorts of trouble, dying and coming back, like the whole, the whole, and it's just it's it's well written and well paced. It's it's enough uh, it's enough story where you where you get character moments, but it's enough action where you're not bored. Mm-hmm. So for those who like you know some, some high fantasy featuring some strong female leads, I highly recommend Rat Queens. It's, it it became one of my favorite books. Um, I do not have a fly five for the year. Uh, and you know, I will go ahead and say I'm not quite as current deep nerd as you two, 
So mm-hmm. some of my stuff tend, you know, I've been doing a lot of still. What moved you this tearing year? down and going through <laughs> old stuff? So I'm in a bit of a retro thing, really. Right. But if I'm saying the top three for this year, or rather, top number one in a few different genres. So number one movie I'm going number one fly nerd movie I'm going to say was Joker. Mm. That was okay. an Solid. amazing okay. film. Solid. Um, incredibly dark and moving and tied into the Batman verse without relying too heavily on it. Thought that was a great film. Yeah. yeah. Uh, album, I am going to give it to the Nacrobats. That was the <laughs> new thing that I got that made the biggest impression on me. Woo! It's not exactly new, nope. but it's new to me. Oh. And it makes me look forward to what's coming next from the Nacrobats. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, comics. Again, this was a trade paperback compilation of something that had come before. A friend of mine, Don from Gmart, gave nice. this one to me uh, just a few weeks ago. Mm. Uh, the recent Tom King, Mr. Miracle. Oh, book. yeah. That's uh, a goodie. Yeah. That's Mr. Goodie. Miracle, who not coincidentally goes by what? Scott Free. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't this just guy. like it because he is my namesake. <laughs> I like it because this book is incredibly sad and beautiful and a loving retelling or reinterpretation of the apocalypse dark side mythology. Um, it is like, how do you take the new gods how do you take Mr. Miracle and Big Barda and Orion and Darkseid and turn it into a domestic drama about depression and suicide? Mm. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah, I read mm. the first five issues of that. And it was really good. Deep, really nerdy. Solid. Like, yeah. this, this is a guy who clearly loves the whole Jack Kirby, yeah. New Gods mythology but turned it human, because that was always the problem for me with the new gods. And again, the moniker comes from that. But yeah, it was always so cosmic as to be cartoonish, and there were no real stakes, because these are gods. Now, there's real stakes. The gods live here. They're human. They have human problems. Um, it's a beautiful book. Yeah. And uh, for me, that was the best thing I read this year. I want to check that out. You got it. Was a, it was a really solid book. I'll yeah. lend you the trade paperback. All right, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I read the first the first arc, and it was it was good. Really solid work. Yep. So this is the last, This is the season finale. We made it. We, we made it, son. <laughs> we made it. Ow. Season one in the can. In the can. It's been a long one, fellas. When you when you hear from us next, it'll be the beginning of season two. Two, we'll, two, we'll, two, 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 two. We'll be talking Rise of Skywalker. Obviously, we need to have a Doctor Sleep Stephen King conversation. Apparently so because yeah. uh, there's a there. There's hey, a little riff right there's there. There's a riff right controversy. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I, all, all I know is the Scatman Carruthers wasn't in it, so I got I'm behind. <laughs> so rest yeah. in peace, Scatman yeah, Carruthers. Wasn't in it, but <laughs> I'll pour one out for Scatman. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a Stephen King episode. Yeah, we gotta do a Stephen King. I'm about King to talk episode. for 15 minutes. Yeah. Open my mouth about it. So. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh no, I know. I know. <laughs> I all know. Right. So all right. we have many things to look forward to in season two. Right. But we can't just end an episode on the year recap because how do we end an episode? With the fly notes. Fly notes, baby. Shout out to Thurston Howe the Third. <laughs>
he was just recently uh he's modeling for Ralph Lauren and Polo, man. If you know about this MC The Low Life. He's the Low Life. The oh, low life. one of the founders of the Low Life. If you don't know what the Low Life are, it's a crew in New York that really went and took stole so much Ralph Lauren Polo. Like you look at Thurston Howe um album covers, Gillionaire and stuff. I didn't even know they made all that shit in polo. Like I didn't either. Tennis like, rackets and yeah. towels. And yeah, the, the low lives would. He- boxing helmets and, and shit. In the so, late 80s, early 90s, the low lives would run into into department stores and snatch only, only polo. polo. And now. Yeah. And now. It became full, a culture thing. And yeah. So they will rock it. You know, it's all for the culture. You know what I mean? So they will rock it, make their little albums. It's a hip hop thing. You know, so now everything evolved. And now they're models for Ralph yeah, Lauren. Like they they're embraced, official Ralph they Lauren models. It. So they did a um con- they did a documentary called This Is About Ralph or Is All Ralph, but it's about Ralph Lauren and Polo. And the low lives are considered in the documentary. And now, yeah, he got his HBO look and now yeah. he's modeling for Ralph Lauren. So shout out to Thurston Howe the third, man. You know, he was one of the underrated MCs that I always like and it's good to see him actually capitalizing for bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was on some day. BS, and now he's getting paid officially. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Eminem versus Nick Cannon. Do you want to talk about this? No. What's this fascination about Eminem and this battling? Thing? Give it one minute. Is he? Is, you got to give is it one Eminem minute. Eminem overrated. Is people okay. scared of him for the wrong reason? No, who's I, who's I rating think, him for starters? I, I Who don't is think, giving the okay, rating? I don't think he. I, I don't think he is overrated. I think the. I think the the problem that exists here is that there is multi million dollar selling Eminem, and there is battling juice Eminem. Mm-hmm. And for those that know the stuff before everything was social medialized, for those of us who have either either witnessed it or saw that or saw that videotape that was circulating, we know that Marshall can get down. The thing is, when you when you get him into the industry, he hasn't had a true challenge in the actual industry that was worth that was worth it up. Yeah, he always picked on Moby and NSYNC because, and Britney Spears. But everyone else wrote But he wasn't doing he wasn't doing he wasn't trading uh, yeah, he wasn't tra- tra- trading disses and beefs with them. He was just picking on yeah, he was pop just, culture targets. What made him so scary? I don't think I don't think he's scared. I think is the I think the battle legend from Scribble Jam made him is where it cemented the battle legend. Mm-hmm. He is nice with the bar. I will never say Eminem is not nice with the bars. I don't like all of his songs. I don't like his beat choices. Much like I don't like Nas's beat choices at times. So it's it's in him versus Nick Cannon. And it's not. Wait, let's stop. Let's do some backtracking because I don't consider this versus Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon has hired help, which is those URL battle rappers. Yeah. Charlie Clips, Hitman Holla. Yeah. Those guys been through the years just acapella battling dudes. These guys, I'm quite sure, wanted to battle Eminem a long time ago just based off of the legendary status that he has. They're clout chasing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of, I don't consider Nick Cannon like the big threat here. No, he's not. Oh, and because that was not threatening in any way. It was (laughs) a sad set of rhymes. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. Here's here's my, I I don't think it's a matter, I I believe anybody can get it any day. It's hip hop. But it's not about what it's what the people say. They say Eminem, he's top five 
All right, you just said yourself. What record do you play at Eminem on a consistent basis? I don't play any Eminem record exactly. on a consistent basis. I think his best album is the Marshall Mathers LP. I will agree yeah, with that. Agree, 100%. Yeah. So his catalog is not strong enough for me. His technical skills, I will his not argue skills, with. Uh, yeah. I will not yeah. argue with, but sometimes the content, like say for instance, the song he did with Conway, Bang. Yeah. He shouldn't have done. He shouldn't have laced the verse that way, in my opinion, on that song. And now in the new version, they put Westside and Benny and on it, that yeah, song, it doesn't, and it, he really shouldn't have been on that record. Yeah, like, it yo. wasn't. It wasn't a good record. So, but I do like the Fat Joe joint because yeah. he sounds like Marshall Mathers. He sounds like Marshall. And it's a yeah. soul sample. I think he sounds good on real hip hop beats if you just yeah. give him the chance. Why don't he work with Alchemist? That's his DJ. That's his tour DJ. Uh, he owns Shady Forty Five. Static now, Selector has a week n- night. <laughs> now here, here's what he I just go to work and make an album. Here's what I've heard about Premiere has a night. Here, here's what I heard about M and his beats. He doesn't like to shell out the uh, the money for samples, so he prefers things that are like crap. That's why his beats sound so synthetic, thin, and and thin. He doesn't like the sample because he he wants to be he he he's pulling. He's putting the whole like, okay, I will pay you the producer for this beat and you'll get a lot of money from me, but that's it. You'll get the money. Not mm-hmm. not who I not this sample, not that and I can see this that supporter make original music and you know, never did the album with him. That's bullshit. Yeah, I mean, but also that's just bad selection. That's a bad selection. That's bad selection. That's bullshit. That's bad selection. All right, so our one minute on Eminem. All right, so anyway, <laughs> four right, minutes right, on Eminem. All right, all right, so, what else you got in the fly notes? Uh, the Rock just um, he announced about the Black Adam. He's playing the yeah, Black really. Yeah, yeah, he's playing Black Adam. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so he announced that that should come out what twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah. So. um Hopefully we get that, and maybe a Shazam sequel. Oh, Shazam actually went down as one of the movies. I said Shazam for twenty. I still got to right? see that one. Yeah, it, it looked great. It, yeah, it was it was, it was fun. Good. It was, it was fun. fun. Yeah, it was fun. It was Zachary fun. Levi's good yeah. casting. Yeah, he's and yeah. That seems like it would be a fun. It's fun. It's yeah. big with superpowers. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. It's there you fun. go. Exactly. So hopefully Black Adam will bring a dark, darker little sequel to it, or whatever they try to go with it. Um. Wonder Woman saw the trailer. Anybody excited for Wonder Woman 1984? No. <laughs> I, I kind of am. I've kinda, I saw that Wonder Woman. Fun. I was like, yeah, it was Wonder Woman. I, I don't understand why Steve Trevor's back, but okay. I great. don't know either, and we'll, we'll find figure out. that out. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not sold? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, DC Cinematic Universe. Oh my God. You've, you've just given up? You've lost me. <laughs> <laughs> you've lost me. On, well, just wait for Aquaman too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh no! I will, I will see it in the theater because I support the comic book films, but I am in no way excited. I'm sure they thank you for your support. Um, I, I meant thank you for your fifteen. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I saw it and I was kind of like, eh, that was cute. Nah, it looks fun. Guy Gadot, hey man, and Blue Monday, New Order, Blue Monday. Come on, as a as a guy who loves the eighties, I I I I like that aspect. But at the same time, I'm just at this point, DC. I I I will see your I will see your film. Man, we're gonna change your opinion next year, man. You can't do that. Joker made nine hundred some odd million, but anyway. But that's not set in the DC Cinematic Universe. Ah, it's curses. <laughs> curses. Spoiled again. I'll get you again next season. <laughs>
<laughs> next season. You're welcome to try. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all I got, man. That's um, plenty. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's plenty. We we thank you all for riding with us. Uh, we thank you guys for sticking through it for the season through this for extra sure. long episode. So we will much. we will be back probably before 2020, but who knows? It may be after 2020. But and on a uh, little more regular production schedule. Yes, we cool. will. Yeah, we we will we will nail down our schedule, and we will be here to provide content on a consistent basis yes, to yeah. you, our listeners, because we support you. Catch us. Walking around C two E two, we have press passes. Yep, we'll have on. We'll we'll have. Do we? Yeah. Yep. We, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we got we'll we'll be there. We'll be roaming around. Um, probably not all together. Probably not all three days, but we'll be there I'll at some point. Yeah. Right yeah. Uh, knowing Kaz, you'll be there all three days. Knowing me, you'll you'll catch me there. Jim Lee there this year. Me and him got chat. Uh, wait, is like is Rob Liefeld? I'm there? sure he's looking forward nah, he to it. No, he was there last. He's he was not, there. He usually come every other year, so he'll be there next year. My, my bigger beef is with Rob Liefeld. I feel Jim Lee owes me money too. I but. feel like it's a safe bet that we will also see uh, occasional fly nerd correspondent Ashley Woods. Yes, true. Yeah, so that's something to look Woo. forward to. She was at the Pocket Con. I saw her out there. Shout out to her and the Pocket Con. Yes, yeah, shout, shout out to Pocket Con. Shout out mm-hmm. to Wakanda Con coming to Minnesota. Growing from Chicago to Minnesota, oh, it's really? now a two city deal now. Okay. Uh, yeah, right. I think mm-hmm. Drunken Monkey has something to do with it coming shout up. Shout out to, to Drunk Monk. But all right, it is time for us to say goodbye. <laughs> whatever you celebrate, may you have a happy whatever. Be it Festivus, Christmas, Xmas, Sexmas, whatever you do. Sexmas. I mean, that's probably Sexmas. someone out there. Probably a thing. thing. That's probably a thing that's, somewhere. It's uh, a lot I, of kinky shit just went in my head. But whatever anyway. it is you do, have a safe one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, may it be positive. Always push whatever you do forward in a positive direction. Word up. And uh, we're f- here to push the culture forward. That's what we're doing. I'm Kaz G. I am Coach E. Soulstar. And, and I am Scott Free. Word up. And and we is- are the Fly Nerd Group. Peace. Thank you. Season one is over. See you.